think right now is that a lot of people, the idea is that we have to take power away from those who oppress us, right? And because Hollywood and everything has had so many, so many decades of white men who were able to write stories and tell our stories and create the stereotypes for a lot of minorities that we had no say in, um, that once people or minorities get a chance, the first thing one to do is flip that script. And this is it's a thing where I, it's susceptible in some things, but come on, it's something that needs to kind of slow down because it's like, yeah, 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 we get it, right? And and the whole man, baby, rich boy thing, I, I get it, but it's like, come the fuck on, man. It would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think if they didn't, like um not only did i i agree with you that they did they dug into that way too much like to the point that it starts to feel preachy yeah but at the same time it's like i feel that if it was directed to another character who wasn't afraid it would it wouldn't have been taken as so uh exactly it's like something yeah you you made um you made fred the focus point for everything you wanted to say about straight white men exactly Welcome everybody back to another episode of Shoot This Shit. We are back in this wonderful February Black History Month uh, for episode number 103. And with me as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Two Beards. What's up, sir? Hey everybody, how's it going? Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month to you, sir, indeed. Finally got the ep- videos edited and out. So for those listening who did get a chance to listen, uh, we're going back to our normal cadence of Tuesday releases for a podcast. So every Tuesday about noontime, uh, we will be releasing our newest episodes. And if there's times where we need to take off, uh, we will update via the Twitter in the know um, at in the know, I-N-T-H-E-K-N-O-E on Twitter to let you know. And uh, if Twitter's not up, then definitely... <laughs> I don't know what else. I guess we got to come up with another social space uh, to put up uh, agendas and updates too. So how are you doing today, Beards? How you feel, sir? Okay. I can't complain. Definitely can't complain. Feeling good, man. How about yourself? Eh, not no complaint here. I'm happy that we finally caught up. It took about a year, but we're, uh, well, not really a year, a couple months, but uh, we're, we're caught up on the episodes. I'm back in the routines. Uh, for the episode, so that feels good. Uh, the only thing now is um, I'm just curious from the people whether or not they are going to like the shorter format. Before our shows used to be about an hour, about two hours, you know, usually about hour 45 minutes no, on the slow over, side. They were always over two hours. Yeah, but mainly like <laughs> two hours now. So yeah, Some, get two to, two to two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to cut it down a I, bit. I mean, there's good there's some people who get there's some people who actually literally sit out there and do three to seven hour shows and i don't know how the hell people sit through all that but yeah eh, depends on the you know some people have 45 minutes some people have long rides you know for their commute so podcast that's a good was, point that's pod, a good point yeah, yeah podcasts are born out of you know boredom in the, in the car <laughs> that's that, that's where podcast was born for <laughs> so yeah yeah so good, good point good point 
Um, um, so for just so that everybody knows, we're going to generally go over the same topics that we normally do, except for it's going to be more concise. Uh, we're going to basically pick two topics basically for uh, the show. And then from there, um, we're going to just discuss those two topics and then that will be it. But the other things will still remain. Uh, we'll still hear from our wonderful um, prophet himself, Kevin Sorbo, with the wise words of, you know, the conservative party. Um, we'll, we'll still have our, our what the fucks of the week, our wows. Uh, we'll get back to that. And then, of course, we'll have our suggestions and so forth for the people uh, at the end. Something that was missing, a lot of that was missing from the last episode. Uh, last episode was more of a, hey, we're back, and this is, you know, a quick wrap-up of 2022. Uh, but this episode should be more along the lines, but a little bit, you know, uh, not as long. But uh, one thing I did want to say before we go into our monologue, I did want to real quickly talk to you about uh, Netflix, after committing, you know, career company suicide, decided to roll back, it seems. I'm curious <laughs> about it, right? Because they, they removed it. They removed it. And for those who don't know, uh, real quickly, Netflix wanted to stop password sharing. Uh, they feel that password sharing is messing with their revenue, uh, their cash flow. So in, in the effort to do so, they're restricting basically Netflix accounts to an account, uh, basically to your IP address, right? So um, if you have multiple devices on different IP addresses, you gotta choose one which you have to designate as your home and everything else will be deactivated. And then if you don't log in every 31 days, I think to, in, to those devices, they'll become deactivated. And the only way to reactivate those devices is to contact uh, Netflix support which I'm sure you'll probably get a run around or some BS bullshit for that. But um, thankfully, uh, hearing all of the uh, <laughs> blowback uh, from the uh, audience online, uh, they decided to remove it. I hope, I'm hoping that they actually did remove it. It's not one of those things where they silently put it in the background and just don't discuss it and just start, you know, canceling accounts because of it. Um, just to, you know, limit and that was quotes that you can't see, but air quotes limit the uh, outrage, you know, that comes in. But Beers, what's your thoughts real quickly? You know, not too long, but your thoughts on uh, Netflix and this whole password thing. I have the same exact thoughts that were from a previous old show, like, like just, a, just limited to four unique sign-ins. Like, hell, even three is still fine enough. If you want to do uh, three unique profiles with only one sign-in prof per profile, do that. Because like a, one of the things that, that trips me out is that a lot of people think that that everybody who is sharing their password, it's all about just like uh, giving out free service. But there is there literally are some people who split the bill because there are some people who don't believe that the service is worth twenty dollars a month. There's a lot of people who will chip in five bucks a month uh, to just get on somebody else's uh get on somebody else's Netflix account. And to be honest, like you stopping that isn't going to make those other people who are using the password get a get a Netflix account. There's other ways that you can go about saving money from your restructuring your contracts to like, as we brought up before, coming out with merch to make money, licensing out your stuff that you have. As much as I am, like, uh, I want to be able to binge my service because like, uh, our time on this world is not promised. So I want to be able to watch a show when I want to watch a show. But at the same time, at this point, I just fully agree with Khan. If you need to, break your shit up into uh, weekly episodes. That way you don't have to worry about somebody signing on, 
signing into uh, somebody uh, getting a Netflix description a subscription for one week, watching Stranger, watching uh, binging Stranger Things, and then disconnecting the service. At least like you'll have them sticking around for those whole two to three months to watch every episode. Like do what you have to, but the uh, telling somebody that they're going to have to sign in every 31 days at their router to, to make sure you're not being screwed is just it's pretty ridiculous yeah and I'm, I'm glad that they reversed it and similar to the whole fiasco with the wizard and sharing of the license and the OGL and so forth I just hope that um, they understand that they can't you know push these kind of things and they just they just keep it off and for those hearing uh, what Con- what uh, Beers just said I don't want all shows to be weekly but I think that um, a lot of their big shows uh, they definitely should stretch out to a weekly format just to allow people to stay on their platform for at least two months and watch those shows um, I think it will help them out a lot uh, and it will also limit limit them to the point of how much content they need to put in. Like I watched this show called, uh, I think it's called Physical 100. It's a Korean show about bodybuilders, you know, competing, you know, normal, you know, reality TV. And it's it's very intriguing, right? And it's upsetting that I have to wait each week, but every week I'm like, I'm, I have something to look forward to, right? Every Saturday is like, oh, yay. Or every Friday, rather, I've been watching it. I've changed my schedule, but every um, Friday or Saturday, you know, I sit down, I watch the two new episodes, and then I move on, right? So it's just something, you know, interesting to do. So maybe it'll help them, maybe it won't, but we'll see. Um, beards, beards, beards. Let's get this show on the road. Um, I'm going to keep quiet. You have the yes. monologue for this week. Uh, talk to the people. All right. Uh, this one's a, a little bit on the side of mental health. I just want all you uh you lovely listeners out there and the ones who aren't so lovely <laughs> i wish you the best as well and for all of us who have become terminally online i had to take my own advice recently because i always try to tell people that uh, what you're seeing online is a reflection of humanity but it's not fully humanity take for instance twitter you'll see some of the most vile hateful disgusting human beings you could ever see people who are celebrating and making jokes out of death, people who can't wait to throw on a slur every chance they get, people who, uh, who are sending death threats because a video game came out late or because they feel that it's pandering to a certain um, minority or, dem- or demographic, like the worst of the worst, outside of all the, uh, the cool people who are on there at the same time who are sharing art and music and, and books and, and uh, their love for TV shows and things of that nature. So what I'm basically getting at is that even with all the people who are on Twitter, it's not even a third of the amount of uh, people on, in the world. It's just a small little, like, uh, it's literally the, um, the vocal minority. So it's okay to unplug, to actually, and I'm not, I'm not doing the meme of get outside and touch grass, but it is actually, it's good for you to unplug, to go out, um, talk to talk to people at your uh, your local coffee shop, your go to your library, stay protected, of course, because uh, uh, the sickness is still out there. And have regular conversations with people, and you'll see it's not this um, hyper-politicized, like, uh, stressful, tense-filled environment that you see every day when you uh, click online. Like, if 
if I can give you some more advice, try not to go on to these social media sites every day. And if you are, don't take everything that you see seriously. You'll you'll be better off in the long run. And that's my dialogue for this uh, week. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I know that was one of the things when I talked to um, my therapist about putting down the phone and um, limiting, you know, the time that you look at it, right? So, yep. um, yeah, it helps out. It definitely yeah. does. And I think this, like, we, it's, it's funny because we're all social creatures, but um, mm-hmm. we're not really social, right? We're social behind walls, right? That's yep. not true. That's not being truly social, right? Interacting with people, talking to people, reading expressions, seeing seeing how people react, empathizing, things of those natures, right? We're shut off. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing something that doesn't have tone. And we're just assuming whatever we read is the tone that we we're reading it in. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I know the whole go touch grass, but no, I think as people, you know, we do definitely need to go out there um, and and socialize with each other, right? But do it, you know, at a safe distance, like you said. You know, it's still out there. Get your, you know, vaccinations. Wear your mask. Distance. Do whatever you gotta do, and keep yeah, you and others safe. You know. Uh- Especially when you're getting the, the you're getting the worst version of people online. <laughs> like uh, the thing I sent you today, where like somebody literally had the nerve to say that a black woman was no longer black because she married outside of her race. That now she's now she's now the race of the person that that she married. And I'm just like, how did this happen, <laughs> Doctor Umar? And we're not gonna go into Umar because he's the meme. <laughs> Uh, you know, I know that's just, that's true. we're going to leave it at that, man. That's just ignorance. It's just ignorance for all people. We really got black people following the one drop rule now. Like, what's going on? Nah, it's just, I I, I, I don't give it the time of day. It's just more, more of the same conservative BS of separation instead of unity. So I don't, I don't look at it. It's the whole same thing with light skins versus dark skins. It's just whatever blondes versus brunettes It's whatever you can to segregate you know, instead of uh, uniting people together. So I ignore that. And um, half of that shit is not even people. Half of it is, is bots. You, can, you can't tell. That's why I say you need to have social, you know, talk to people. But um, yep, because half of this shit is just produced. <laughs> you don't even realize it. But um, yep. l- let's get into our topics. Uh, we've been going at it for almost about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's get into our topics. And we're going to go with probably one of the shorter topics, the first topic. And um, I think it's something that people started hating from the beginning uh, when they first saw it. And that is Velma. There's a lot of... Warner Bros. released a new Scooby-Doo series called Velma. And there's a lot of people, I think, even from the get-go, just from the designs, that they're upset. Uh, main thing is that Shaggy, for one thing, is not is no longer Shaggy. He's Norval, which people complain. Why is he called Norval? If you knew Scooby-Doo, you would know that was his actual name, and Shaggy's the nickname. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I digress. Uh, um, because he they did a lot of um, swaps in race, so he's an African-American, which people don't like. Um, they don't like that um, Velma is now Indian uh, it's done by uh, Mindy Kaling she's the one who produced the show 
uh, as she does the main voice, of course, of the, of the uh, titular character Velma. And then, you know, we have Daphne, who's no longer um, Caucasian. She's now Asian. And the only person who's still of, of their race, original race, is, is uh, Freddy. But um, I think a lot of people who are upset with it, they came in with that nasty thought. And then when it came in, the episode itself... Uh, at least the first episode itself really sent people off once on on tirades with a lot of the discussions that they talk about. I'll use air quotes, but woke discussions. Uh, basically, um, they did a very big, um, you know, look on the industry itself, and they made fun of themselves and the industry itself. And people who even saw that as a joke didn't take it as a joke. And you know, you go to YouTube. Especially the first couple of weeks, there was nothing but videos about how bad Velma is and how it ruined all of Scooby-Doo and that they're happy Scooby-Doo's not in it. But then 30% of them are like, oh, well, if it has Scooby-Doo, it might be a little bit better. So it's, it's just a lot of mixed things. But I want to have a discussion with you, Beerus, about the show. I've watched every episode of Velma from the beginning and onwards. I do have uh, an opinion on it. Um... And I will definitely share my opinion on the show itself um, after I discuss it with you. But um, what I don't know how many episodes you've seen of the show. What what are your thoughts so far on on the show, Velma? All right, I've uh, watched all eight episodes so far. It's not the dumpster fire that everybody's making it out to be. It's not good. Eat. Well, the first two episodes are are real bad. So like, I can I can understand people having that opinion after watching the first two episodes, if they didn't continue forward, because they're very, very rough to get through. Um, there are some good jokes in there, but I feel the timing of those jokes is why they don't land. But like the, uh, the, you can, you can, you can smirk at some of the jokes in the background because you get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, if this was written a, a different way, I, I think it would have landed better. Uh, I, I personally like the character. I like, uh, I like Norville a lot. I think he's probably my favorite character out of the the whole show. I really hate what they did to Fred. I think if they had brought in like a character like from maybe maybe they did an adult version of Red Herring from a pup named Scooby Doo and made this that character that they're ripping on the whole time and they didn't make Fred this uh this um stupid like um like rich boy and actually made him still like the the guy who's obsessed with traps and stuff like that. I think it would have rolled off better if all these like these jokes were labeled at a character that wasn't actually part of the mystery gang. So I think if they did something like that, it probably would have rolled off better altogether. But other than that, I think if those first two episodes weren't as rough as they were, I think a lot of people would, would give it would be giving it more of a a C C minus um, grade than like thinking it's the uh, worst thing that was ever created by man. Okay. 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 So, uh, with you, I agree with a lot of stuff that you came out with, right? I, I do like Shaggy a lot. Um, Velma is a very hard character uh, to support in the show. But I understand, like, when I look at the show itself, I understand what they're trying to do. And the quote-unquote uh, stereotypes of the characters, the extreme off-the-wall stereotypes of every character that they're doing. Um, I just think, um, like you, and I've said this to you before you even watched it, I, I think that a lot of it is is writing, right? Is the premise of what they're trying to do is good, but the writing 
is not as strong, right? And this is coming, mm-hmm. a lot of it's coming from Charlie Grandy. He worked with Mindy on the Mindy Project, and he worked on a couple episodes of The Office as well as a couple other shows. So I'm not, I'm not oh, sure. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you just yeah. said something that was actually right in my head. Okay. When I'm going over these jokes, I'm like, this reminds me as if I'm looking at an office or an office type show. Like the, the yeah. way that the, uh, like those type of, like those type of jokes would land on that type of program because of the way that the pacing and the setting would go, but they, they just don't work for, for uh, this sort of cartoon format. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's a very good point. And I agree, right? The uh, first episode, like for a lot of people who are like, oh my God, this is trash. The first episode is the reason why the first episode is so bad is not just the writing, but like they had one thing that they wanted to do and they were so focused on that, that they just, they just sacrificed everything of the show to just push that that feeling to you right of um this this is why shows of today's age suck you know teenage dramas suck and we have a lot of shit to talk about how race and sex are looked at within hollywood itself and it's just pushed hardcore in your face to and as beer said the first two episodes after you get past that when you get to the quote-unquote cobra kai episode which i think is the third one and you start going into the other stuff and it actually starts to go into the actual solving of mysteries, you, the characters start to flow a little bit better, right? And I understand, mm-hmm. like like I said, I understand the stereotype that Velma's supposed to be, right? And it's going to be very hard for me to like that character because she is that stereotype character, right? The ultra-feminist who's, who's ignorant to everybody else's issues and only fights for her one issue because it's the only one that matters. I, and I understand that, right? And people have to look at the, sh- the people should be looking at the show, don't have to, but people should be looking at the show to understand that these are characters, these are stereotypes, to understand that they're poking, uh, pointing and making fun of themselves with these stereotypes, right? And um, I know a lot of people are like, oh God, I killed Scooby. Dude, Scooby-Doo has been around for so damn long. There's like, there's like literally over, there's like almost 50 different types of Scooby-Doo shows, literally. Like, you, 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 like just in the original series, you have like almost close to like 10 different Scooby-Doo shows, just in the original series, as well as all the different movies, live actions and everything. Scooby-Doo has been reinvented a million times. If this show is not yep. that good and you don't like it, you could just move on, right? I, I think a lot of these hate videos that you keep seeing time after time and they keep going on with it is because they get a lot of clicks because it's very easy to hate on Belma, because even though it is satire and making fun of itself, it's making fun of the quote-unquote woke movements. So because of that, and woke is such a big trigger word for everybody, uh, it's easy for a lot of people to just jump on it and and say how bad and do all this stuff. Like, they put a lot of stuff in it, and like, if you watch the show... You already know where the story's going, right? You are, you know, you already mm-hmm. know what the whole point of the show is setting up, and and and, and <laughs> the person who's not in the show—that's what we're getting to. It's going to yep. explain that. I mean, it's very apparent what the show is doing. And um, I, I, I will admit this much: as much as I don't like a lot of writing, each episode is getting slightly better and more tolerable as it goes into the mystery. And I will say this: I'm actually enjoying the one mystery part of it because I haven't figured it out <laughs> and it could be just stupid but for me it's something that's refreshing and that's why I keep putting on every episode even though it's not the strongest writing it's not my favorite show I watch it each week because I'm still trying to figure out 
who the mystery of who it is, right? Who's doing all this stuff? So it's um it's very fascinating uh, to watch. You, I could almost see how it is, right? How Shag, well, excuse me, Norville's like anti drugs and all. He's gonna one day smoke one joint and then he's gonna mellow out and stop being so uptight about stuff and that's where you're gonna get the classic shaggy right you can see where each of the characters <laughs> are going to go into the version that they're known for and how they get there except for freddie I, I i didn't talk about fred fred jones as much and i agree with you i think um the number one problem i think right now is that a lot of people the idea is that we have to take power away from those who oppress us, right? And because Hollywood and everything has had so many, so many decades of white men who were able to write stories and tell our stories and create the stereotypes for a lot of minorities that we had no say in, um, that once people or minorities get a chance, the first thing we want to do is flip that script. And it's a, it's a thing where it's susceptible in some things, but come on, it's something that needs to kind of slow down because it's like, yeah, 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 we get it, right? And and the whole man, baby, rich boy thing, I, I get it, but it's like, come the fuck on, man. It would have been cool. It, uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think if they didn't, like, um, not only did I, I, I agree with you that they dug, they dug into that way too much, like to the point that it starts to feel preachy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I feel that if it was directed to another character who wasn't Fred, it would it wouldn't have been taken as exactly. so uh, exactly. It's like some yeah you you made um you made Fred the focus point for everything you wanted to say about straight white men exactly exactly rich straight white men exactly. so it's like yeah. and if I was doing Fred this may be a bad take but if I was doing Fred the joke I would have made was that he was gay but plain straight. That would have been the Fred character that I would have made, right? That he has, he has, he dates Daphne to keep, you know, to hide the fact that he's gay, different things of that nature. Because that was always like one of the running jokes because of the ascot, right? It's like, yeah. you know, and now whether it's accepted or not, but I think I would have took it from that standpoint. You could talk about other LGBT, but of course, there's a lot of that in there um, between Velma, Daphne, Daphne's parents, both being to. Uh, two women uh, cops and stuff like that. So it's a lot of that thrown in there. And that automatically is going to set people off too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to it. But overall, like, um, I'm, I've never really been that big a fan of Mindy Kaling. It's just, I don't, her comedy a lot of times yeah, didn't, doesn't get to me. Like, even in The Office and the way they wrote her character, I didn't really like her, the, like, it, like the dumb, I don't want to say the dumb bimbo but typically what would be quote unquote the dumb bimbo who was a blonde stereotype it was given to her and the whole thing you know that's only cares about looks and society and all that it's like and i understand it right and i think a lot of that those character those um characters that you're seeing it's hard to do in film i mean in animation because you don't get to do like you don't see a lot of the emotions and a lot of the different things it doesn't translate well in animation Mm -hmm. um any any other any other things that you wanted to talk about real quickly uh any other things you wanted to say about uh velma before we we move on yeah like um another good thing that you bring that you bring up it's like uh her as a character she doesn't come for the first couple episodes she doesn't come across as a character 
but she actually just come comes across as a as um one liners for like online feminism. Like everything is like a uh, a quip, like um except for little small points of like when they try to break down things like her anxiety and stuff like that. But outside of that, she doesn't really come off as a uh, a character that you want to get to know. Like in ways like um like I feel the uh, Velma in Mystery Inc. was like a is like a perfect template for a more serious uh, Velma. This one actually like this Velma kind of reminds me of an adult Lisa Simpson in a way. Hmm, interesting. I, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Yeah. I'm uh I'm gonna go ahead and stick it out to the season finale because I want to see where the uh the train wreck leads to because it has gotten a bit better as the uh the episodes have gone along. Like I just said, those first two episodes. Whew. Oh, I know. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, so you agree? You think that it is getting better as it's progressing? Yeah. Norville and like the other character they brought in, Gigi. I really enjoy their back and forth via GG. They're back and forth between each other and like seeing the characters actually find themselves and who they are. Daphne is the weirdest though. I see where they're going at with it, but it just still comes off as strange. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, oh, you didn't hear the latest one. The out. So when they first showed one of the episodes, the internet was trying to say that Gigi was Scooby. But S C O O B I, yeah. But we we oh. but we already know what Scooby is in the show. They already literally showed you the acronym of what it was and what mm-hmm. everything's leading to. So we already know. But uh, yeah, they tried to say that she was Scooby. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe she does wind up. Something happens, and she does wind up becoming Scooby. <laughs> better not. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would take it they that 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 oh, would be it. the whole brain swapping thing. Yep. 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 <laughs> they better fucking not. Yo, if they do that shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it just feels like that's the route they're going. As hence Noble's best friend. You are fucking old. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't see that. I'm surprised I'll you upload the fucking YouTube video. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't see that, sir. Nah. We got, I'm going to pretend you didn't even see this shit. <laughs> well, now that's all you're going to think about if you watch other episodes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they tell the fans. <laughs> Fuck you. Every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Velma just pulling down her pants, taking a dump on the fandom. That's 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 what they tell you every week. And, and the sad thing is, real last thing I'm going to go over the sad thing is like um i one thing i do say as a positive is i like the little the little uh easter eggs that they put in right like from the sheriff right most people won't know who that is but somebody of our generation we know who the sheriff is what character he's supposed to be of what actor and why he's in there of a scooby-doo and what portray what it's portrayed for from uh scooby-doo right so you Mm -hmm. you got that right with the sheriff yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. For those who don't know, look up classic Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's I, I like the little like the little stuff that comes up. I, I think that the Jinkies thing was interesting, but they didn't play it out as well. It's a lot of other stuff that they put in there, but I like the little the little stuff. And the more and more I see this, I swear that it's the Venture Brothers, either who did the design of it or whatever, because it, it, so yeah, much of it reminds like- me of Venture Brothers. One of the characters even looks like Hank with a wig on. Yeah, yeah. I just wish they got the Venture Brothers team to do the actual writing for it. I think it would have been oh, a lot tighter. Because no one does, yeah, no one does, does 
cartoon satire. satire like Venture Brothers. Their 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 Scooby Doo Mystery Inc. group was the best, man. And I think they would have killed it. All right, so uh, we're gonna wrap up real quick. Uh, just before we do, what's your final score on Velma so far? What's your grade you give it? Uh, so far a um, D plus, hovering on a C minus. Damn, dude, me and you are exactly the same. I said the same thing, D plus. Hovering on the C minus, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so folks, in the story, yeah, we think that Velma's not bad as is not well written, or at least not well. It's not done as well as it should be. But we don't think when we look at all the people who are like, oh my god, it's the worst thing that ever happened ever to Scooby Doo, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's one bad series amongst others. <laughs> you know, within the Scooby Doo fucking history, you know, it's, it, it is yeah, there's it is. literally yeah, literally thirty. 30 different versions of Scooby-Doo out there. Exactly. <laughs> Probably even more than that. So, yeah. So, yeah. Our <laughs> thoughts, you know, I, I'm like, I'm going to stick it out to see it at the end, but, um, yeah, I think it could be better. It's just, I think the issue is writing. I know what they're trying to do. They could keep with what they're doing. They just, they just need to fix the writing. Mm-hmm. All right, Beards, you ready for our last topic? You're... All right. James Gunn came out first day of February and he was happy boy and he dropped what they're doing from the dc universe gun originally uh said in it that um he that this year of course we're going to get movies like first we're going to get shazam coming out and he says shazam kind of has always been in his own universe um so i think he's leaving the door open to say that the shazam that we see currently can still fit into the new dc universe it doesn't have to be quote unquote rebooted or it can be right we don't know but it's oh he's been the loner he's never really been attached to snyder even though there's key links to snyder universe um and then he said after that one the next movie we get is supposed to be the flash which he gushed over he said it was one of his favorite uh, superhero movies. He says that it's an amazing movie, uh, something that he hasn't done. So I'm very curious because there's been a lot of good talks about The Flash. It's just Ezra who's been bringing down The Flash, but a lot of good stuff has been coming out for The Flash. So I'm hoping, hoping yeah. that I this keep is hearing this I keep hearing this reviewing very well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm praying and hoping. And then after The Flash, uh, we get Blue Beetle, another one he talked about by a wonderful kid. He says also it's been in itself alone, you know, and Blue Beetle is kind of, and it's curious, like I was curious where they're going to go with Blue Beetle because it wasn't really Snyder, but it was the brand new movie. What universe does Blue Beetle fit in? So I'm very curious if they're going to keep it and merge it into the, DC, the new DCU that he's building, but he didn't really talk about a lot of that stuff. Um, and then the last movie he says is going to be Aquaman, which then goes into um, his movies. And he started off, we're going to go down the movies that he's creating, right? Just the movies first, and then we'll go down and talk about the other things. So the first movie, he said, which will kick off the new DCU, DC um, Detective Comics Universe, right, that we're doing, uh, is going to be Superman Legacy. Uh, he says it's going to focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. This is coming from Saffron. He also says it's going to be the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way, his kindness in the world that thinks of kindness as old fashioned. Uh, after that, uh, Gunn also said that Superman is for everyone. 
and that's a four quadrant film that should speak to everyone in the world which is very interesting talk but we'll get into superman in a moment um the next movie we're going to get is the authority uh the authority uh they're very very excited these characters of course come from the wild storm uh which was launched in 1992 as an independent entity under current dc comics jim lee um the characters were folded later into the dc comics universe when they did the uh, new 52 uh, back in 2011. um they said the authority was created by warren ellis and brian hitch as it ends justify the mean superhero team an approach that's appealed to gun and saffron it's not just a story of heroes and villains and not every movie and tv show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys gun said there are people that are very questionable like the authority who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner and they take things into their own hands saffron said in a link that they're kind of like Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men, which has me totally excited. Going to get into the authority in a moment. Next, we're going to get our introduction to the Batman family under the Brave and Bold. Uh, they're going to introduce Damian Wayne. We're finally getting Robin back into the Batman live action movies. We're going to get Damian Wayne. Um, um, and, and this is going to be the, um, the uh, Brave and the Bold uh, they said it was going to be the introduction, as well as we're going to also have the Brian Patterson Batman, too. So we're going to still have both the Patterson Batmans and all the other stuff they put in as Elseworld. So I'm guessing there's going to be um, a title icon probably for all the movies that say DCU or Else DCU Elseworld. So I'm sure they're going to probably put that in the movies so people understand what's what, right? Um, and then the next one they're going to do uh he he announced was uh supergirl woman of tomorrow um he says that this is going to be a very 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 different supergirl uh one that's seen a lot of horrible stuff <laughs> and this is going to be a sci-fi movie i don't know beers could go into a little bit of that when we get to it and then last but not least he introduced something that in the last show when we were first our, our show that last show we did of last year we were talking about it and the one thing i said in that show i just wanted to hear was one movie and he's giving it to us swamp thing i'm not saying that i called it but i did wish it into fruition <laughs> james gunn you is didn't wish into fruition. oh yes i did <laughs> you were getting a horror movie swamp thing which is one of my favorite characters i've been in love with Swamp Thing ever since the, the uh, USA TV show that me and my dad used to watch. I've been a sucker for Swamp Thing since then. Love it. So I can't wait to see uh, what they do. So from television, it's going to be kind of interesting. He's doing a couple of television shows. First one is Creature Commandos, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't think many people know who the Creature Commandos are. It's kind of interesting. DC did a cartoon or something of the Creature Commandos, which was like way back in the early 2000s, which was really interesting. Basically, it's like the movie monsters under Universal, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, things of that nature. They're basically a group, think about like Guardians of the Galaxy and they fight Nazis, right? So this is gonna be interesting because this is an animated feature, but the people who voice the animated characters will also be playing the live action versions of them when they appear in other DCU comics. We'll talk about that, it's a lot of, uproar over that but i i think people are looking too big into it uh next we have waller which is going to follow after uh peacemaker so it's going to be waller we're going to get our girl um oh, what is her name 
who plays Walder now. Um, Viola Davis. We're going to get yes. Viola Davis, who's going to reprise her role as as Waller, and it's going to include, they said, the uh, Peacemaker team. So I'm guessing his wife, the dude with the glasses, you know, all the different people from Peacemaker, maybe even Peacemaker himself um, is going to be in it. And the thing that has me excited about it is, is being done by the Doom Patrol team. I'm so excited by that because I love Doom Patrol. Off the wall crazy. I am very, very, very happy with it. And then la- and then we have another one called Lanterns, which is supposed to be a quote-unquote HBO um, True Detectives version of the Green Lanterns, which I'm just giddy all over over it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually focus on Hal Jordan and it's going to focus on Jon Stewart. So we're going to get both Lanterns. I'm so happy. And whatever they do in the series is going to open up to, I guess, the big the big uh, plot for the whole DCU will be uncovered in this TV series. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. True Detective was one of those shows I loved a lot, so I'm I'm, I'm so excited for it. And then uh, we get uh, Paradise Lost, which he described as a Game of Thrones version of Themyscira. It's going to take place 100 years before Wonder Woman, so it's the beginning of Themyscira. So it's them, I guess, leaving and separating uh, to create their own island. That's going to be, the, of course, the most likely the ending of this first season. But uh, I can't wait to see how they interact with man, with all the gods. I, I'm you, you had me at Game of Thrones, Themyscira. So uh, we're yeah. going <laughs> to look at that. And then last but not least, uh, Booster Gold, which is a character that I think a lot of people may know if they watch the cartoons, but he's a very comedic character. He's basically a guy from the future who's a loser, not really a hero. He travels to the back, to the past, to our time, uses tech and technology from the future uh, to make himself into a hero uh, <laughs> and make money. Um, so uh, Booster Gold is going to be very interesting seeing him and I forget his robot's name and all that stuff. I never read Booster Gold. I only know him from the cartoons. Um, but uh, it's going to be very interesting. And Ari, I, and I know they want to go young, but I can already see the dude from Firefly playing Booster Gold. <laughs> I can already see him putting <laughs> up in there. But, but we'll, I digress. So, Beards, we got the lineup for everything. Tell me, what's your thoughts on this whole lineup? Uh, I'm over the moon, especially when he uh, he's going over his, uh, his inspirations for things. Like, uh, as you already know, All-Star Superman is one of my favorite Superman stories that whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, which that version of Alan Moore's uh, Superman inspired Grant Morrison's uh, All-Star Superman. So, yeah, I'm I'm super fucking giddy to get that type of uh, that type of um, adventurous there for everybody. Um, uh, boy in blue on our big screen. So I can't wait to look at it. The Green Lantern, I wanted to jump right straight to that. I can't say how many times I've said on the show that if I got the chance to do Green Lantern, I would actually marry it after like a a detective cop television show. I'm yep. so fucking happy to hear this. <laughs> I'm over the fucking moon. Gum might be a uh, listener of the no. Thank you, Gum. We love you. <laughs> Thank you. Let's see the uh, creature commandos. I'm I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with that animation wise. Uh, Waller has so much fucking potential. And I really hope that we get to delve into uh, how manipulative she is, how much shit she gets done uh, on the back channels. Like, I want to see, like, I want them to really delve into how big of a fucking threat she is. Like, the so, because right now, like, even though she's been in, like, uh, multiple uh, movies, 
and then Peacemaker, like you only get to see small snippets of her. So I want people to fully, the, the show is named after her. So I want people to fully like breathe in that this, that she's a fucking threat and like to be scared of her. So this is going to, I can't wait to see what they do with that. The Batman with Damien starting off the Batman family. Having it uh and and uh, calling it brave and the bold, <laughs> it's like you just tell guns such a, a big uh, comic book fan. Oh even yeah, the whole calling I know brave first, and the bold. Yeah, yeah, even calling his first art gods and monsters It's just so like so many like uh, eggs out there for you. I'm very interested to see that that pushed into the role of trying to develop it to of trying to to raise his son who's already been molded into the uh, form of a, an assassin and not to respect life. And how tough that is for somebody whose major uh, thing is to not take another life. So that's going to be great to see how they play that out on screen. Swamp Thing, I can't wait to see what they do with that. Booster Gold is absolute money. Everybody's been wanting a Booster Gold series for God knows how long. So I think that uh, depending on um, the creative team that they get beyond it, that should like go off pretty well. Uh, am I forgetting or missing any of them? Supergirl, okay. The, the Supergirl uh, story that's based off of Tom King's... Um, shit, I'm going to say the artist's name wrong. So I'm just going to say uh, Tom King's uh, book, Incredible Story. I'm not going to actually say anything about it because I don't... Just in case, seeing how uh, much they, they turn this in, they borrow it from the movie, I really think you should di- dive in it and read it yourself. But, but it's a great story. It's uh, a very, very unique take on Supergirl, one of the best ar- around, the, I think, um, when it comes to the character comic book-wise. So this is going to be a, a joy to see, especially uh, making it a big sci-fi epic. The, the, the thing that now, now that I've blown out all the praise and I got so much more, but I, I don't want to just keep on going. It is really tripping me out how much hate this is getting. <laughs> and I keep seeing people say the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Of, like uh, saying meh, mid, I'm not a, but you got, I'm not excited. You got to understand one and, thing, and right? Right, a lot of these people are expecting the typical DC stuff, but I love that God, that Gun is giving you—he's giving you Superman, Batman. Yeah, he's giving you the typical guy, but he's going into the thing that I love about Gun is he goes into like the the uh, old like DC stuff that people don't even know about, and he's bringing that and making them popular. Like who's 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 looking at Creature Commando? But how much how much of their comic book sales and how much will they be revitalized? just from a movie right like I, that's the one thing i've always loved about gun right it's not just oh yeah i could take all the characters you know wolverine captain america and all the other characters and making this up no he's making something out of characters that people don't even look at yeah and it's, it's one of those things i like I'm, I'm starting to feel that like and i'm not even talking about like the uh the snyderverse cult um i'm starting to i'm starting to believe that that people just want to be unhappy and they want something to complain about. There's people I follow and I like listen to their videos all the time. And even they seem to be skeptical and like say that they, they weren't really uh, feeling it. And I was like, what is, what is it that you wanted? Cause it's like, um, from what I've heard from like a lot of your, your videos, you were tired of seeing the same things over and over again. You were tired of uh, seeing the same storylines yep. over and over yep. again. I'm Wait. like, this is like one of the most like, turning everything on its head it's giving you like fresh takes for everything like it's diving into a he's giving you comic book movies but he's actually doing something that people have been asking for where it's like he's taking them down realms like um to not make it so comic booky 
like uh instead of with green lantern instead of us getting the uh all the lantern core has to like uh unite together to fight gigantic uh yellow uh cg uh parallax demon at the end you're actually getting a, a hard you're getting you're getting a horrible detective story with the green lanterns as cop characters for wonder woman she's not coming in to uh fight america's wars or or fighting cheetah or anything like that you're actually getting what's look like it's going to be a lot of greek lore and politics uh on paradise island leading up to like the um birth madness and them wanting to have kids and leading to wonder woman being created out of clay at the end like you're getting like some real what could if done correctly like uh this is some grade a shit right here and i i don't understand where all the hate's coming from yeah i, I ignore it because um a lot of stuff and and i understand that people and their opinions but i allow the shows when they come out to speak for for the quality once they come out but the thing that that I think that has me interested that I'm looking at is the authority, right? Now, I've never read an authority mm-hmm. comic, and I'm curious, right? Because authority is supposed to be, in a way, like uh, like the Watchmen. It's supposed to be a, a, you know, a, a story of the Justice League without doing the Justice League, right? So I'm curious, because <laughs> like a lot of me, when I'm looking at this, I have a feeling that our first movie is going to be the Justice League versus the authority. <laughs> like, like that's what I'm thinking that we're building up to right before the bigger shit hits. Like, it's going to be like, oh well, yo, you can't kill people, and it's like, yeah, we can, and they're going to be butting heads. And like, that's yeah. the way I look at, at, at like what they're setting up, and I'm like, this is very intriguing, and this is going to touch yeah. upon a lot of shit <laughs> that we're not used to seeing from a comic book movie. Thank you for reminding me because authority is is uh, I love authority. It's not that it's bad, but I don't like the the Millar stuff that came out later after Ellis stopped writing the book. But the Ellis run is like, oof. A lot of people are automatically thinking that Authority is going to be like a rehash of the um, the Truth, Justice, and American Way Superman story when uh, Superman took on the Elite. The Elite was actually a parody of the Authority. When I tell you guys that the Authority is like insane, like the type of like um, the way that their powers work, the type of stuff that they handle and stuff like that. It's not one of those things like we're in that story, in the uh, Superman story, where the people are just like, your ways are outdated. We kill criminals now. The authority, they were actually making, uh, they were actually making tough decisions that actually would put them against governments and stuff like that sometimes. It wasn't more of the whole, like, they were like, we're going to like cut through the red tape and we're going to do what needs to be done. I'm not going to ask you for like your permissions and stuff like that. Like this didn't happen in the book, but to give you an example, if I see a bunch of people like starving, we're just going to deliver the food there. I'm not going to ask you for airspace or anything like that. I, I will clear out any uh, military that you put in our way to deliver food to these people. Like we're not going to go over this. We're just going to do like uh, what's right and what's needed at the time. It's 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 pretty cool. So like um, I do recommend that you you give it a read if you if you haven't read the Authority yet. Uh, it is like a, a deconstruction of a lot of the Justice League characters. There's crazy ways, like when you have Aquaman who's like in tune with the ocean, and Authority you have Jack Hawksmore who actually has these like these these road track treads on his feet, so he actually talks to the city as he's walking through the city, and depending on the city, he actually gains power from it. Uh-huh. It's pretty, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, uh, they're actually on a a ship. And I hope that actually makes it into the uh, movie as well. They didn't make the ship. The ship is actually uh, alive and it jumped. It jumped into their universe and they started uh, using it. The ship is actually sentient. 
it's I'm I'm not gonna go into like too much more of it, but it's it's a it's a very very cool read. There's a lot of like um, adult themes as well, so you may be triggered by some of the stuff. So if you're triggered easy, I I'd, I'd say um, go into that in mind before you read it. But uh, if you're thinking it's just going to be about um, we're badass edge lords because we kill people, it's more along the lines of you can actually think of them as. Um, a re- rebellious version of the Justice League. Like we're going to, uh, we're going to obtain justice, but we're gonna, we're not gonna, we don't care about the relations with, with the uh, government or cutting over red tape. If somebody has to fall or die, like we're, while we're doing that, and they're bad people, they're just going to get mowed down. That so, sort of thing. So it's going to be, uh, we're going to get a civil war then, <laughs> a DC version of the civil <laughs> war, basically. I mean, yeah, they, they might. <laughs> they're basically I mean, yeah, going to do whatever not. they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I cannot see them eventually not uh, bunning heads into the with the Justice oh, yeah. League. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, real quickly before we uh, close down the show itself, um, the, so a lot of talk that comes into it too also comes from the idea that they're not doing a full reboot, right? That we're still seeing some of the characters. A lot of people are upset. are like, oh well, all of Gunn's characters stay into the universe, but we're losing all the other ones. So he said that it's not that we fired Cavill, it's just that we didn't hire him for Superman, which lets us know that Cavill will probably be involved in in it in one way or another as a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Flash is going to reboot stuff, but not everything. It's not a full reboot, but a lot of stuff is going to change after the Flash movie, right? Flash movie. So people are upset because they're like, well, you keep the door open for Gal Gadot and Ezra Miller and all these and then uh, the guy who plays uh, Shazam that everybody hates uh, Zach uh, <laughs> Levi they're upset that you're doing you're keeping the door open for them but not for quote unquote uh, Ezra Miller or for um, Ben Affleck what's your thoughts on this because I'm looking at it like this I'm sure Ben Affleck who's a Batman fan came to Gun. I'm sure Gun would be like yeah if you want to do a Batman story you're in I just not going to have you play Batman because we're going to go with a younger person. Like I, I don't see, like I, I, I can, almost, I can almost see like an Elseworld Affleck doing the old man, Batman. You know, I, I, it's just so much stuff I can see with it. You know, them doing stuff. But what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think Kevin will be uh, brought in, and uh, playing a different role. If he is brought into Superman, everything that they're doing leads to crisis on Infinite Earths. I can see uh, Cavill stepping in to play Golden Age Superman if uh, if that's where they're going. Unless he does a completely different character altogether. Maybe he'll even be the Eradicator or something like that. Who knows? But my, my thing is, like, um, I don't know why people keep saying Affleck, he stepped away from the Batman role. He didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> like, even when, uh, even when relationships fell down between um, Snyder and the, the former regime, like... The only person they really came after was Cavill. Like, like Batman movie was still a go. Affleck didn't want to do it anymore. Even at the point when he was supposed to uh, write and direct it, he pulled away because he was just like, I guess he just lost his passion or he was like the way that they uh, they fiddled and did stuff. Like even like, um, I think I read an article even now saying that when he sat down and had a talk with uh, uh, Affleck now, Affleck wants to direct one of the uh, movies in his um and his new plan, but he doesn't want to play Batman. <laughs> so I was like, I wish people would stop doing that because he doesn't want to play the role. <laughs> I definitely agree. Oh, 
Yeah, it's just it's just like all the people who keep saying like like rehire uh, Zack Snyder. Did you guys actually ask Zack Snyder if he wants to come back? Like exactly. he has full creative he has full creative freedom over Netflix. He can make whatever he wants right now. Do you think he really wants to go back uh, under being uh, creatively caged? Did you guys ask him that? <laughs> I agree. And uh, one last oh. thing I want to go into. Uh, real quick, because I did bring it up, was uh, Creature Commandos is doing something interesting where they're going to do the animation, and then after the animation, they're going to use the actors to the voice the animation and then also play the roles later on. There's a lot of uproar now all of a sudden, and I've seen Erica Ishii talk about it too, people standing up. They think that this is going to put VA people out of work. Um, I don't believe so from my standpoint because I'm like, shows like... Harley Quinn still continue. They're going to still do animated movies and stuff like that. It's just that they're going to be considered Elseworlds. But stuff within mm-hmm. the DCU, they're going to want to keep like um, like you hear a voice. Yeah, you see it. Like the characters are drawn after an actor, and you see who that character is, and they voice it. Similar to the way you know Marvel does What If when they do it with the 3D, and it looks like it. I think he saw something like that. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's have it. But I don't think it's something that it's going to be like, oh, well, voice actors are all out of a job. Um, yeah, I think that one guy jumped the gun, and then that everybody else just like dogpiled because his rage disinfected the people who were reading it. Because I'm like, um, like, hey, like, every game that's based on DC properties doesn't have to be based on James Gunn's universe. Exactly. And just like most of the animated movies right now that come out and will still come out in TV shows, the majority of them will be the Elseworlds because there's not like they're going to like uh, making animated like uh, programs and pictures for, for DC is just something that even under uh, Zev or however you say his name, that's going to continue. The new Cape Crusader cartoon that's being that's being chopped around on the probably end up on Netflix or Amazon that has nothing to do with James Gunn's universe. So it's yep. like those like voice actors will not be out of a job because and on top of that, the other point I want to make is most of the shows that most of the animated movies that are being adapted now, a lot of them are adapted from um existing trade paperbacks and comics, which have nothing to do with James Gunn's main timeline. Yep. So it's like uh I really, it was, it, it, it just, it was weird because that guy just came out of nowhere with so much like fury, like I'll never work with with WB Games again, and I'm like, where is this coming from? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's just James Gunn is only trying to do is he's trying to have specific things that tie together in multiple mediums, but like he said, he has Elseworlds, which allows everything else to fit in there. That's his way of saying, yes, we have a shared universe that's cartoons, comics, uh, movies, video games, and they're all DCU and it all impacts DCU and we'll plan out all the stories and everything and we'll hire people to write it and flesh it all out and that's there. And then everything else, like you want to do Suicide Squad, the game and other shit, it all is Elseworlds and we'll just throw it in that. It's like two buckets so that way it's a clear definition. When people play or see something, they know this is Elseworlds, this could be anything. This is the actual DCU. This is impacting all the movies. It's not a hard thing to understand, but whatever. It's not. <laughs> and he didn't say that all animation was going to be voiced by people. He says we're going to just try something new with one an- with our one cartoon. Because we wanted to do a movie or have these characters and we're going to have them voicing in the beginning. He's pretty, he was very clear and concise with everything. So I'm just like, every time I, I got this off-brand like take, I'm like, where are you pulling this from? 
<laughs> it's just people listening and hearing what they want to hear. That's all. Yeah, I'm like, what? It's, it's crazy. I'm like, you really did wake up this morning and then I'm angry. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I pretty need much. to be mad. All right. Yeah, like, All right, Bears, we're at the end of the episode. Uh, let's shut her down. Before we do All that, right. real quickly, just give a great um, – his uh, actual announcement, what do you grade it? Oh, A fucking plus, S tier. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no, A plus, F tier, S plus. Yeah, I'm already at A plus plus, S tier. You had me at you had me at Swamp Thing. That's all you had to which is, everything else is just icing on the cake. You had me at Swamp Thing. You're giving me Swamp Thing after they canceled my TV show. And I didn't even get a chance. It was like before the first episode even came out, they're like, Yeah, the show's canceled. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm happy. All right, let's go into our what the fuck of the week. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. It, uh, what the fuck the week comes from uh, Newsweek, and this is about a person from San Antonio, Texas. So, Florida, you get a break, and I'm going to read the article to you. <laughs> a 30-year-old woman in San Antonio, Texas, has been accused of stabbing her boyfriend multiple times for not helping her with the bills, according to the court records. According to the arrest affidavit seen on local oh TV God. station KSAT, Cassandra Katira stabbed the man she had been dating for a, about a year at, with a kitchen knife on Thanksgiving Day after confronting him over the lack of help with bills. The two had returned to Katira's apartment after drinking at a bar where the woman became confrontational, according to the affidavit. The confrontation is escalated at this point, according to the police. Gutierrez grabbed the kitchen knife and repeatedly stabbed her 42-year-old boyfriend. The man was stabbed in the neck, right hand, left hand, and back, according to local TV station KABB, before fleeing the scene. KSAT-TV reported police as saying the man was bleeding profusely and the trail of blood had been invisible leading to the woman's apartment. The man who identified has not been disclosed by authorities was reportedly taken to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio in a stable condition. Gutierrez was taken into custody on Tuesday and her bail set for 75000 According to online records, she has been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, a second-degree felony, Bexar County jail record show. The incident involving Gutierrez and her boyfriend was not the only police one police responded to over Thanksgiving weekend. Across the country, Thanksgiving violence left 14 dead and 15 injured, shooting, stabbings, and family arguments all over Thanksgiving. It's crazy. A Texas woman's ex-husband reportedly shot fired shots into her home in Spring Beach near Houston on November 24th while the woman and her family were finishing eating dinner. The shooting killed the woman and the man in the house and two injured, including a 15-year-old. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. So what is your thoughts, man? Not paying bills. She got pissed, took the kitchen knife on Thanksgiving, and went to work. Your thoughts, Beards? Oh, this is the exact reason why it's like, uh, like, no, whatever got to that point, like, uh, toxic relationships, they, they just aren't worth it. Like, uh, I, I have no idea what was going on behind the scenes, but whatever led it, whatever led to that point that like uh that that build up to the point that there was a a snap just over bills like if you get to that point like it's time for you just to go ahead and leave well beards and for the people listening since we were off i'm going to up it and make it even better for you 
Louisiana. A woman in Louisiana, United States, allegedly stabbed her boyfriend for urinating in bed in his sleep. She was arrested, reported WSAZ News Channel. News report uh, said that the pair had been out drinking and returned to their home around 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. The victim told police that he was sleeping when a 25-year-old Brianna Lacoste suddenly woke up and started hitting him for urinating in the bed. The man also tried to restrain her, but she continued hitting him. He mentioned to the police that he also tried to leave and go to a family member's house, but the woman charged at him with a kitchen knife and stabbed him. The deputy said that the woman stabbed the man and left torso with a knife puncturing his lung. Lacoste admitted to stabbing, but she said the man choked her during the fight. Uh, The woman said after she stabbed him with a knife, she tried to to do medical aid and rush into the hospital, the channel report. The woman has been charged with attempted double degree murder. So why she turned into a video game boss? <laughs> go, buddy. So not only so we got Thanksgiving, we got a stabbing, and then earlier for twenty twenty three we got stabbing for peeing on peeing in the bed. She stabbed him for peeing in the bed. Your thoughts on that one, Beards? My brothers, we all know that crazy women are hot. <laughs> but <laughs> if you see flags there that uh that, that that are gonna lead to this type of uh behavior that you see right here, it's better to not like uh go into that relationship. Women, if you get with a person that you find like uh that you that you love in in the in the beginning, or you think that they're they're or you or you're attracted to pieces of shit or whatever like that, whatever you do you don't stay with somebody that's going to lead to you wanting to to fucking do a, a Quentin Tarantino scene on them because they peed in the bed. And I don't know what the fuck it is that you just read to me. There you go. But, um, this two what the fuck is the week. Simulation. Yep. Yeah, two what the fuck. I'm going to say one thing. Stop drinking. It, this will all yeah. be remedy. Both of them oh, came yeah. back from drinking. And women tipsy couldn't handle it. The situation started stabbing. But yeah, stop drinking. Yeah. You um, know what? Okay. Screw like uh, wipe everything I said off the board. Khan's uh Khan's advice was the best advice. Stop drinking. All right. There you go. All right, Beards, let's finish <laughs> up real quickly with our Kevin from the mind of Kevin Sorbo. Uh this comes to us on February second, twenty twenty three. Elon Omar has been removed from her foreign affairs committee, not because she's incompetent, but clearly because she's a woman of color. That's the only reason. This one's very nuanced. So like I actually give, actually I'm going to give him some points for like actually being um, nuanced with his sarcasm, with his bullshit this time around. Very, very short to the point. He didn't like overstep the joke. We're going to give him a uh, three out of five with this one. Bravo, Prophet. Bravo. Five. <laughs> uh, Beers, why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find you and any recommendations you have for the week? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bitsaki, that is B I T S A K E, or Scorpio Report. Either one of those two will uh, get you um, to my account. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram at. Um, uh, Bitsaki, and once again, that is um, shit. <laughs> that is B I T S A K E uh, to get you to my uh, Instagram account. 
my uh my recommendation for this week is two it is uh for you to actually three uh read um first read uh superman whatever happened to the man of tomorrow then go ahead and read um grant morrison's uh, all-star superman and then go ahead and read uh tom taylor and blink lively's uh supergirl uh book which is because i'm having boomer brain right now it is called woman of tomorrow thank you so much having a brain fart at the end of the show but yes those are my recommendations for this week awesome 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 my name is Khan. You can find me on Twitter under Mobies, M-O-E-B-E-S-M-O-E-B-E-E-S. Um, and as always, uh, my recommendation for this week is uh, Hi-Fi. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is a game that Xbox has dropped out of their show that we didn't get a chance to discuss. But uh, they had a developer show and they stealth dropped a new game, Hi-Fi Rush, which is a musical action adventure game, I guess you could say, similar to like the likes of Devil May Cry, but everything is uh, very musically charged. Love the game. Had a lot of fun. It's from um, a Japanese, de- de- Japanese developer, uh, Tango. Um, Tango Works. And... Um, I think the game is very well done. The humor is very well done. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's definitely something you should go out and play, especially if you have Game Pass, PC, whatever. Uh, give it a try. And um, one other, I'll give you a medium, something to watch. I'll say Yellow Jackets is a show that's coming back next month on Showtime. It's about um, a group of uh, soccer players who are on a plane. They crash on an island. And they had to do some heinous, weird shit to survive. And it focuses on what happened on the island and what they had to do to survive. And then the impact of what it meant of whatever they did to their lives, you know, like 15, 20 years later. I think the show is very well written. It has a very good mystery, has great casts. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's as big as a lot of people, but I think it's one of those shows that definitely needs to look at. So yeah, if you have showtime, definitely take a look at Yellow Jackets. I believe uh, mid-March next month is when the show comes back. So you have plenty of time to binge it. Um, So yeah, uh, beers real quickly. Any FUs before we shut it down? I first want to say I agree with you on uh, that show. uh, It's great. And um, no FUs, but I would like to give a thank you, um, even though this has caused a lot of discourse and back and forth on people being rich people being exploitive and and having a, an agenda i think it's a net positive so i want to give a thank you out to uh mr beast for like uh actually coming out of pocket and curing all those people of blind uh getting all those people their their eyesight back even if uh, you do consider it as a uh, as youtube content for people who are pissed off about that I'm looking at it as people who couldn't afford to get the procedure and were blind can now see. So, uh, so thank you for doing what we should have already been able to have done in this country with good healthcare. But, uh, to me, this is a net positive. So thank you for being a rich person that's actually using your money to do good. I'm going to say one thing real quickly to the beast. And I'm glad you brought this up because it is a topic that we could have talked about one, but I'm going to say this. A lot of times what you hear from people all the time when they're being charitable is, where's the receipt? I've never seen you donate or do anything. So if he's not showing you that he's doing it, then you're going to question if he ever did it. 
So he does need to put it on YouTube. So I don't understand why that's an issue. Revel in the fact that he's doing something good. I, I Whether he gets views or whatever from it, it what the fuck does it matter? You know, he's, yeah, still like he putting his win, money, right? still putting his money towards it, right? If I'm going to be charitable and I'm going to do something, hell yeah, I'm going to put it out there that I did such and such. I'm going to want some of those accolades and shit to help me feel better <laughs> along with whatever I'm doing. <laughs> That's just the way it's just human nature. And then also is also leaves a nice little positive receipt to show that, yeah, I did do this, which a lot of people always yep. go to. i never seen Jay-Z in the hood donating or doing stuff. i never seen this or that. And it's like, yeah, unless I, I, I do it anonymous. Yeah, okay, yeah, you, that means you don't do it. So it's just yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Damn but, you um, don't. yep. But for me, um, I don't really have a uh, fu. Really, I want to keep it light. I want to send. I want to keep all that venom for next week because it's, it's always a fucking <laughs> conservative I could go into. But um, I want to give a shout out, a shout out to uh, somebody actually today. I want to give a shout out and a thank you to Roland Martin. Yes, I, we've talked about Roland mm. Martin a lot on on this show, but I want to give him a thank. I want to give him. A shout because Roland does something that a lot of people don't do. He invites people with different views on, and he does not allow you to pedal out a lot of crap, right? So um, he he had a uh, a gentleman on. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, Philip Clay, I think it was uh, conservative, black conservative, of out of I think Indiana. And he was basically talking about how the typical black on black crime bullshit. I won't go into it, but I'm going to say go up and look at the uh, Roland Martin. Go look at his channel, and um, trust me, it's all over. And it's this typical uh, points where it's just demonizing black people and that we're not doing enough. But it shows you that they're just saying it. They're not going out doing it, observing it, any of it, right? So they're just speaking, speaking. They're not actually looking and seeing what the issues are, what the causes are, how we can help. And I appreciate, you know, somebody who just, it's not just a piece for people to demonize black people over with the war in Chicago. It's, it's an actual piece to say, Hey, yeah, there's war in Chicago and it's black on black crime, but these are the causes to it. How are we going to tackle these causes to limit it outside of just sending more cops? So, um, yep. Very good. Shout out to Roland Martin. Um, I'm part of, of course, the Bring the Funk Nation been for many years. Uh, I will continue to support this brother until he turns into Moist Watkins. But <laughs> hopefully that day will never come. You tell me. Until a billionaire comes and drops the check, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah then I won't. But uh, for those listening, I want to say thank you. Remember, uh, we're going to re- start recording. New episodes will come out Tuesdays. I can't say that we're going to do a live stream on Twitch every Friday. It's a couple of things I have to fix. With the internet and test that before i can say that we will do that but we're working this year give you a new episode every tuesday at noon um until then remember folks uh shoot the shit don't be shit peace out everybody peace <laughs>